Greetings, everybody. Today, we get to talk about dating, something we know nothing about, at least not in today's not world. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good, I think that's a good thing or, you know, great thing. Very happy <laughs> to not have to know about it. And I, the only thing I know about it is it's very different than uh, when we were uh, young men in the dating scene. That is true. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we have an awesome guest that has created a dating app with a specific market niche that is just really unique, and she has a really powerful message, and I'm really excited to share it with you. Yeah, and 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 just listen. You'll hear this. I'm sure we'll talk about this at the end, but but as you're listening, pay attention to how driven she is and how enthusiastic she is about yeah. her business, the need for her product, how the product works. Like that is the key right there. You can tell that, that, you know, she's got a good path for success. There's no guarantee for success, right? Sure. But, sure. but that, that is a necessary or at least a very, very helpful component of success. And she's got several others that, that we kind of go through and identify in there uh, throughout, but yeah, she is wise beyond her years. I, I mean, I don't know how old she is, so maybe, maybe that comment doesn't mean anything, but, uh, but she really has the wisdom. She is wise beyond a first time business owner. I will yeah, say that, right. that that's really what I mean here. Well, and, and I, yeah, and it's really worth listening to because that enthusiasm, the authenticity, the passion, it's, it's, you need that in your business, whether you're pitching to investors like uh, like Amanda was talking is talking about today on the show, or you're pitching to your clients. You know, when I can it's no different. Rem- yeah, I can remember when I was doing landscape construction as a college kid, having to go into the living room, you know, and uh, you know talk to talk and pitch the thing on a big plan, and you're you know you're creating this vision for these people that are going to spend you know tens of thousands of dollars with you. Uh, and I can remember doing it as a kid and thinking, man, I can't believe that these people are writing me this check, but it is about sharing that enthusiasm, getting other to pe- people to pick up on it. And I think Amanda does a great job. Yeah. Enthusiasm is infectious. And, and, and she is a great example of that. Uh, Another example of that, at least hopefully, is how enthusiastic I am about PDF Pen, and I'm very happy that they are a sponsor this week. PDF Pen is an app that I don't know how I would get my business done without it. You know, PDFs are something we use all the time, and I'm constantly having to send different things to people, even taking existing PDFs. Recently, I had to send some tax documents for a loan and this, that, and the other thing. And I didn't want to be sending PDFs of our tax returns that had my social security number in it. Like the the bank, the lender already has that. Like they, whatever they need, that's there. They just want to see the financials. And, but I needed to share my tax return, which I have as a PDF. Well, good news. PDF pen and PDF pen pro 12 are right there to go through find all those instances of my social security number and redact them in one fell swoop. So I didn't have to like go through and figure out how to block it out or anything. It just does it. It's built in. 
It's not the only thing that's built in. There's lots of things built in. But this is the kind of thing that you can do with PDF pen. You get to really manipulate PDFs and make them work for you. PDF pen 12 includes stationery with new paper colors, along with line and grid options for custom page designs. They've got a cool magnifier window that'll zoom in on wherever your mouse pointer is in a document and even moves across open documents without any mouse clicks. That's pretty magical if you ask me. And you can customize compression settings for more control over the file size of the PDFs that you're sending out. We've talked about it before. It's got DocuSign support built in for digitally signing PDFs. PDF Pen for Mac supports macOS Catalina and PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone. Yeah, it's available for your iPad and your iPhone. Supports iOS 13 and Apple Pencil. You've got to go check it out. Go to smilesoftware.com slash podcast. That's where you're going to learn more about all of this. And of course, our thanks to Smile and PDF Pen for sponsoring this episode. He is Shannon Jean. I am Dave Hamilton. And this is the Small Business Show. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of adjustments since the beginning, and it's kind of it's kind of just moving and changing on the fly a little bit. Um, I think originally I thought, um, okay, I'm just going to get as many athlete influencers as I can, and you know, I, I I'm going to use my personal network to find as many you know professional athletes, anybody with thousands and thousands of followers, and I'm going to see who I can get to post about it and how much it'll cost. And I was pretty much ready to kind of spend my savings doing that. And in the first probably like three or four months, I realized that that wasn't going to be as, as, you know, profitable or as, you know, exciting as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't going to have the same effect that I think some businesses can have because a lot of the target audience is not like if, if you take LeBron James, for example, and he posts about playoff today, while that would be amazing, there's also millions of people following him who are not athletes. Hey, Dave, I'm really excited because today we're going to talk about two things that I know absolutely nothing about. The first one is dating, and the second one is having a biz- an app-based business. So I think it's going to be great. I don't know what I, I know. I don't yeah. need help, help with the former, but maybe the latter. You yeah, know. thank goodness we don't need help with the former. But uh, yeah. but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so, the latter, the latter would be good for both of us. I yeah. have I have apps with some of my businesses, but but not an app based business. So yeah. this is well, good. This and is the good. only thing I really know about dating now, at least I think I know, is that uh, it's it seems like online dating apps have really taken over. You know that that seems to be the way of starting new relationships. We're going to find that if that's true shortly. So joining us today, we get to meet Amanda McGrew, founder of the Playoff Dating App, and this app specializes in connecting athletes uh, together for a lifetime of bliss. That's the plan, anyway. So I'm I'm sure. looking forward to learning about both these things, the online dating scene, and also uh, Amanda's journey as a small business owner in this space. So Amanda, we're, we're so glad that you're joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm excited to learn too. Uh, so let, let's talk about some background um, before we talk about the Playoff Dating app. So uh, reading about you and everything, I get the sense that you know uh, being an athlete is a really huge part, a core part of who you are. And one of the things that, that I, I read that I really, that stuck me, uh, struck with me was, you, you said on your website, you know, my athletic career has been a major influence in the way I handle problems and make decisions. 
And I thought that was really cool and, and unique, and especially as small business owners, because we constantly solve problems and we have to make decisions all the time. Tell us more about that philosophy, how it's impacted you as a small business owner. Yeah, I think honestly, most athletes who competed at a high level would probably agree that their athletic experience has kind of shaped everything about them. You know, it, it, it shapes the way I form relationships, the way I interact with people, the way I handle adversity, kind of like top to bottom throughout my life. And I know I'm always, you're, we're always taught, you know, don't let your athletic career completely define you. But it also, but I also do want to, you know, accept and acknowledge that it is such an important piece that it may not be everything, but it's really, really valuable to me. Um, also, because most athletes were not able to get the same type of potentially like business business experience or, you know, internship experience while they were playing in college, that I felt like I was kind of thrust into the workforce without really knowing what I was doing or what I wanted to do. Um, you know, playing in college was amazing. But in my, from my aspect, it was, it was always like, that was what I wanted my career to be. I wanted, and you know, no one's really wanting to shoot anybody down and say, listen, Amanda, either a, you're not going to be a professional basketball player or B, if you are, you're not going to get rich doing it. So, so <laughs> it was kind of like this reality check of like, you're going to need to figure something else out. And, it, and all of the intangible qualities that I learned playing sports lent, lent itself directly to being an entrepreneur. You know, it was kind of this like the ability to be on a team, the ability to lead people, the ability to, you know, handle adversity. And like you, like you said, make those difficult decisions. It's stuff that I've always done, but never really knew I was learning how to do. You know, I didn't really realize that those were the qualities I would need throughout the rest of my life. And it's, you know, just come in so handy, especially because in my mind, there's really nothing like sports to kind of put you in a pressure situation and kind of experience these highs and lows and in such like an immediate time frame, you you know, in one minute you could feel like you're on top of the world, and you know, two plays later you could be like losing the game for your team, and it's like you know the most <laughs> devastating thing ever. So it's kind of you know a microcosm of life, really. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to be able to have had that athletic experience because I truly feel like it's shaped everything about me. Well, yeah, and that that you know immediate shift that you get mm -hmm. going from a super high to a super low that's the to me that's a hugely valuable part there because yeah. so you know it puts it all in perspective like you know life isn't highs and lows it, life is what happens you know the rest of the time and Absolutely. and and the highs and lows just sort of happen and that's true in business too right, right. you know you have your highs you have your lows but but really you grind it out every day and not and, even and really being able, to, able to, being able to prepare for that. You know, it's like right. you, yeah. you're, you're kind of set on this straight and narrow path and you're like, all right, things are good. Things are good. Things are good. And all of a sudden they're not, you know, and you don't even know, right. okay, now what do I do? But you got to kind of grit your teeth and figure out how to get through it. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. That, yeah. that ability to persevere through that adversity uh, mm -hmm. over and over again, you know, will certainly uh, serve you well. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well, uh, so, uh, we like, you know, we always like talking about uh, the transition from, you know, employee to employer because we have a lot of aspirational business owners that listen to this uh, to this show. Mm -hmm. So, what what really inspired you to take action and to start the playoff dating app? Well, I will say I'm actually still an employee and an employer, oh, okay. um, which which I find to be kind of exciting. Um, yeah, I I work full time. I teach PE and I coach basketball. I've been doing that for the past nine years now. Um, and I was coaching high school basketball, which 
kind of in and of itself was its own full-time job. Um, I was coaching a, a very competitive team and we were really good and winning state championships and sending girls off to play in college. And then once I took a break from that, I realized, okay, I've got some more free time, which I think everybody else would find is like their normal free time, like a night and a weekend. Um, yeah. And I realized, oh my God, I got to do something. Like what else? Am I? I can't just sit at home and like work out all day. <laughs> like I, I feel like I needed to kind of do something. And that was really when online dating had really kind of taken over. Like you guys mentioned earlier, it's kind of become the way of the world. Um, and I wasn't really good at it. I, I didn't really enjoy, you know, getting on there and having these seemingly superficial conversations with people and <laughs> not really being able to navigate that world in a, yeah. in, a, in a seamless way. And so I spent my nights and weekends, you know, researching if there was an app for athletes. Eventually I realized there was all these niche apps started popping up. There was a, there was a dating app for everybody, you know, vegans, farmers, black people, Jewish people, Christians, whoever. And I was like, well, I don't really identify with any of these groups. And I just thought if I had to identify with one group of people, who would it be? And that answer came immediately for me as athletes. You know, it was just something yeah. that's always been a part of who I am. So once I really dug down and was like, wow, I can spend this free time that I have, uh, you know, creating this, this thing. And it was really just wanting to create what I wish existed in the world, you know? And I think that's what made it seem like not so much like work um, and much more like it was a passion because I knew if this gets successful, selfishly, I, I get to benefit from this, you know, like, yeah. like this right. is potentially going to help me. And everyone kind of laughs and jokes like, Oh, are you on the app? And I'm like, I'm user number one. Like I'm <laughs> absolutely like, this is definitely for me. Um, yeah. No, well, so, that, that's, that's a good way. To, it's not the only way to start a business for sure, right. but, but it is a great way to do it, especially if it's one in your scenario where you've got other things going on in your life that you mm -hmm. have to attend to, right? right? You know, it's not like you can just dive in and, and do this. Although if you have to dive in, having, building something that you want, scratching your own itch is, is it's a good way to do it that, because you know what, what you would want out of your product. And so at least, at least there's that, right? right. You know how to drive the ship. Yeah. And it made That's me cool. kind of get home from practice at five or 6 PM and, and want to do it. You know, it made me totally. want to send the emails and, you know, work on the, you know, work on finding a developer or finding a marketing person or just like any help I needed. It made me want to send those emails and, and start reaching out because it was so exciting to me. The end result was so exciting for me to get to that. I was like, I couldn't wait to, to keep pushing towards it. So yeah. you had to learn how to delegate right out of the gate because yeah. it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it sounds like you're not a marketing person, nor are you a developer just based on what you just said. No, so absolutely. It was, yeah, go ahead. No, that, no, that, I, I want to hear more about that because that learning to delegate is something that's very difficult for most entrepreneurs. We wind up just being the people that feel like we can do it all ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes you have to, but long-term it doesn't usually work. So <laughs> it, it, you, you had this sort of leg up in the beginning. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think I, I tell people all the time, I think one of my biggest assets is knowing what I don't know you know, being fully aware that there are certain parts of this that I'm going to have no idea about. And I would love to learn and I would love to develop in those areas. But I am not of this, you know, mindset that like, I got it. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. I'll do this myself. I know that there are so many more, you know, people out there that are smarter than me and more powerful than me and more successful than me and have all this experience that like, I can't wait to, to dive into that and to get, you know, to get those responses from people and, you know, reach out, send messages, send emails and, you know, really tap into people's brains and, and figure out why they are su as successful as they are and what's made them kind of get to that top of that mountain and, you know, 
love it up there. You know, I feel like that mm-hmm. is so important. So yeah, I think delegating the workout, the, the tech side was a no brainer because I just don't have that background. And then it's, and it's so specific that like, there was no way I was going to be able to do that on my own. So immediately, yeah. once I knew the idea that I wanted to kind of create, it was really just about finding somebody who I trusted and whose quote matched even remotely in the ballpark of, of what I was able to spend, um, to be able to have someone develop the app. But you know, even that was tricky because I had to tap into my resources of, you know, I had, it was like a a dad of a former basketball player of mine who was a software engineer. And he kind of acted as a mentor at that point. Cause I mean, I could have looked at a hundred resumes of, of, you know, web developers or app developers, and I would have had no idea how to separate one from the next. You know, I don't know. I didn't know the verbiage. I didn't know any of the certifications that they had. So it was really going in blind for sure. So having this mentor there with me to kind of say, all right, I will vet all these people's resumes and I'll give you back the resumes of the people who technically can do what you need them to do. And then you can start interviewing based on, you know, like a behavioral interview and just decide who you think you'd work with best, whose quote is best for you. And, you know, you can go from there, but being able to have that, that person with me to say like, all right, this person on paper can do what you need. And like, you know, his examples and his portfolio looks great and all those things that was like invaluable for me. You know, I I don't even know if I would have been able to move past that without him. That's huge. Yeah. That is huge. Well, sir. So, uh, along, I want to go back because I don't think you can put too fine a point on this kind of the action that you took to convert this. Oh, wouldn't it be cool? Or I'm going to, maybe I could create Mm -hmm. this thing. There's an opportunity, but you know, and it it is a ton of work to get things going. And then we talk on, uh, on the show about, at some point in the process, it starts motivating you instead of you having to pound forward to make it happen. And it, and it sounds like that might have happened with you based on the comment you said, you know, hey, it, it got me get home quick so I can get things going. Mm-hmm. Did you find that happened during the process? Definitely. And I, and I think it was really like getting positive feedback from people, especially because, uh. you know, as an athlete, so much of my personal network when I was in college and even beyond has been made up of other athletes. So as I'm, as I'm reaching out to friends, letting them know what I want to do, whether they're single or not, hearing their feedback of like, oh my God, duh, why doesn't that exist? Of course, like that's, that's a no brainer. And, and hearing that kind of positive feedback is like, oh, Amanda, you really got to do this now, you know? And also, you know, putting it out into the world or, or sending it to a, as a, in a text message to a friend is one thing, but like once I kind of, I think one day it was like in July of, I think 2017, I put it on my Facebook and I, maybe even Instagram. And I said like, here's what I'm going to do coming in a few months. And it was like, that was all I needed to like kick me in the ass a little bit. It was like, well, now you told the world you're going to do it. Yeah. So if you don't do it, now you're screwed. You know, like, and, and, and to me, like that was my reputation on the line. And it was like, right. yeah. you said you were going to do it. Now you have to do it. And that was really all I needed to like really kick it into high gear and like take it to the next level. Yeah, that's that's a great system because you you put it out there. You could have just hunkered down and not said anything. Mm-hmm. And I've been there before where, you know, you get nervous about telling people about Absolutely. what you are going. I, I always say, you know, it's better to tell people what you did than what you're going to do, <laughs> Yeah, which is, which is great when it, when you can do it. But when having that, uh, your reputation at stake and your credibility, because right. uh, you can only say that once or twice. And if you don't do it, people are gonna be like, oh yeah, you've talked about this thing before mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. So yeah, right. that, that's a, that's a great, great way to, to, uh, to get things going. I love it. Yeah. Um, so this is your first business. Uh, what surprised you the most about after you jumped in, 
uh, you know, you looks like you found a mentor, you, you got things going. What, 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 what did you learn as a brand new business owner that you just had no idea about? Uh, I think most importantly that like the marketing of something and kind of reaching out to your target audience would not be as easy as I thought it would be. Um, I, that, that probably sounds totally silly, but no, I think no, I, it, I, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I, I think I just thought, okay, you've grown up around athletes your whole life. You know, hundreds, if not thousands of them, like, how hard could that be? Like you just put it on your, like you reach out to them, they reach out to their people and it's like, it's done. And you know, it, it, I, not to dumb it down so much, but I thought, you know, in my mind and, and with the feedback I've been getting from fellow athletes, I thought, okay, it's only a matter of time before this just goes viral. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, it's going to be great. And I'm, I'm glad I had that mentality because had I not, I probably would have like you said, it's a little more, you're a little more fearful to, to, you know, jump in. And I probably would have pulled the reins back a little more and, you know, not been so gung ho about it. But I think I, and even to this day, I I'm so convinced that it's like, Oh, it's just a matter of getting to that tipping point. Like once it hits the tipping point, it's like, it's going to bust wide open. You know what I mean? And I think it's taken a little bit longer in my mind to get there, but I'm reminded every day that it's like, there's never been a day since I launched the app it was December 10th, 2017. There's never been a day since then that nobody has signed up. There's always somebody signing that's up. Cool. And I'm like, yeah. and I, I kind of look at that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. And friends remind me, they're like, no, that's amazing, Amanda. Like there's people out there who have apps that like has never had a download, you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. That is, that is pretty cool. So I think, you know, I was really just surprised that like having it reach the masses was not as easy as it's made to seem sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you see, apps or, you know, even a, a tweet goes viral and you're like, what the hell was so special about that tweet that made it, yeah, you know, have yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands of views or whatever. So I, I think that kind of shocked me a little bit. Yeah, uh, I could, I could see that. And, and I think having owned a bunch of businesses, uh, that's one of the things I always think about when someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's okay. It is a good idea or it's a good product and, it, you know, there's some opportunity here, mm-hmm. but how are you going to get that message out there? You know, because, right. you know, just coming out there and having the great widget or whatever it is, you, you got to get the word out, you know, yeah, crit- critically, critically important. Um, and, you know, it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so how, how do you market the app? I mean, what, what's been your strategy? I mean, you've, have you had to adjust and, and things? How, how does it work? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of adjustments since the beginning and it's kind of it's kind of just moving and changing on the fly a little bit. Um I think originally I thought um okay, I'm just going to get as many athlete influencers as I can. And you know, I I I'm going to use my personal network to find as many, you know, professional athletes, anybody with thousands and thousands of followers and I'm going to see who I can get to post about it and how much it'll cost and I was pretty much ready to kind of spend my savings doing that. And in the first probably like three or four months, I realized that that wasn't going to be as, as, you know, profitable or as, you know, exciting as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't going to have the same effect that I think some businesses can have because a lot of the target audience is not like if, if you take LeBron James, for example, and he posts about playoff today, while that would be amazing, there's also millions of people following him who are not athletes. So it, it uh, wasn't yeah. like a direct, like it wasn't directly getting me, you know, that same amount of customers or, or app down, app downloads as, uh, as say something else that's available to everybody. So 
the way playoff works is every athlete has to, or every user has to have competed at the college level or beyond junior college level or beyond, and they have to prove it on the internet. So they're submitting a link to their athletic bio. So it, the, the influencer route was difficult for me because I swore that was going to be the way it was going to work. Um, and you know, it took trial and error and, you know, some wasted money figuring out that, you know, okay, a lot of men who are influencers or who are athlete influencers, a lot of their followers are not fellow athletes. You know, a lot of their followers are fans. And, you know, for female athlete influencers, a lot of their followers are female athletes, you know, peers, and a lot of male athletes follow them too. So the female Mm. athletes were Mm. definitely much more valuable than the men um, in terms of them posting about it. But even that, that was like a, that was not a foolproof system. You know, it was like, there were definitely some people out there where it was like, they, they had, you know, whether it's like bots following them or whatever, it just didn't translate into the same number of downloads that I thought it would. Um, but a lot, but honestly, most of the marketing has been on social media. I've since then, since those first few months, I've spent so little on marketing. It's been, you know, grassroots, like ground and pound. I've been on LinkedIn. Yeah. I've been on Instagram. I've been on Twitter. I've been on Facebook and Podcast. just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like yeah. messaging people who I think would think it's a good idea. Um, you know, trying to find athletes who would like, who want to invest, find athletes who want to post about it, who want to get involved, maybe other athletes who have their own podcasts and want to kind of share about it. Um, and just kind of getting the word spread that way. So, That's but cool. definitely yeah. looking to get to the next level in terms of getting funding. And then the, the, the number, I know this wasn't part of the question, but the number one goal oh, is, is to get it to, uh, the Olympic village next summer in Tokyo. So oh, that's great. there will definitely yeah, need to yeah. be a, a massive marketing campaign around that. So yeah, that's that makes sense. That's really yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah. Do you check those downloads every day? Every day. Yeah. I, I, mean, geez, <laughs> I would totally like, do that. Friends make fun of me. Like I'll go to the beach and I'm like, oh, yeah. I've got like, I've got like my laptop in my bag and I'm like, I just need to see, I just need to check. And they're like, we're only yeah. here for like a couple hours. I'm like, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. I'm like, what if it yeah. goes viral five minutes ago? I need to know that. You yeah, know, and it's, it's, I think it's a motivator funny. too. Yeah, it, it helps I mean, drive you. It's like a healthy obsession, I think. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Because even you know, the, like Dave and I, we just we recently published a book all about mistakes uh, in small businesses, and it's the same thing. I cool. always check, and even if there's only a few sales, at least I look and go, okay, hey, we're you know we're making some progress. Uh, right. You know, going to get this thing going, and uh, as business owners, it's up to us to figure out. How, what motivates us, what drives us, because right. rarely are people going to come up and pat you on the back, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and Which kind of leads there's me no, to... There's no boss to pat you on the back. You got to yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah. That's right. So, I mean, has everybody around you, have people been, you know, pretty supportive when you started the business and, uh, you know, go for it. Yeah, it's going to work, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Or did you kind of have to win over their support? I think everybody was incredibly supportive of the idea um, because it all, it's like I said, it seemed like a no brainer to them. They're like, Oh, I'm surprised that doesn't exist. But I think there was some hesitation in like, okay, are you sure you want to spend that much money doing that? Like, I know you've saved a lot of your own money, but like, okay. Like almost in the sense of like, why don't you just leave that to somebody else? Why why don't you just big risk? Yeah. 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 And and not in a way of like, we don't believe in you, but like, Make, make sure you've th- thought this through. You know what I mean? Make, make sure you, and you know, when I remember when I told my parents, they were super supportive of it. And I think as we got closer to like, okay, so now I'm like literally writing a check to this developer and they're like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So let's talk about this one more time. Um, and just kind of make sure like, 
So there's no competitors, right? There's literally nothing else out there like this. You're sure. Like you're a thousand percent sure. And I'm like, no, there's nothing. You know, there's, there's app and everybody always, you know, I was making my pitch deck, a, a, you know, a year or two ago and everyone's like, all right, you got to have a page about the competitors. And I'm like, but there aren't any. And they're like, well, you got to show that. And I'm like, well, there's just like, there's dating apps for people who like fitness and like working out, but those are two different people. Like the, like competitive athletes who have played at the college level or beyond are not those type of people. Like it's a different thing. And so I just kind of like, you know, in that, in that screen on my pitch deck, I just make it very clear that they don't verify anyone's athletic level of athletic competition or what they've done. Um, and that it's like playoff really as uh, right now stands alone, you know, which to me, I think is super exciting. Um, but also is makes it very clear that like playoff has to lead the way in that sense, like playoff yeah. is going to be the pioneer, which I couldn't be more excited about, but I'm also, I also take it very seriously in the sense that like it needs to do what it's supposed to do for the people it's meant to work for. How, how have, have you pitched this to any like VCs yet? And if so, how do they respond to a page that says we have no competition that yeah, you, I, I, I've done that. And it, you often get people laugh at you like, Oh, you're wrong. Yeah. It's like, I might not be wrong though. Right. But, right. I think, yeah. so I, I haven't pitched directly to VCs yet. That is, I, I'm trying to raise funding now. So, um, yeah. that is super exciting to me to be able to do. I think the one thing, um, that would make that conversation a little less stressful for me at least, is that I am the target demographic. You know, like I sure. can say directly to the point about like why this would be successful and why these are the three, you know, online dating apps that I've listed here have no, are, are in no way competitive with playoff. You know, I, yes, they're out there and yes, I'm sure they have users and I'm, and yes, I'm sure they're very successful and I'm sure the people on there love it and have found people that they have are going to be with forever. But those are not the same types of people that I am, you know, selling playoff to. So right. knowing that, knowing that they're kind of in the same world and in the same industry, um, but definitely not reaching out to, we're, we're definitely not trying to steal users from the other because they're not the same people. Sure. Yeah. You can never get married. So, <laughs> <laughs> while you're having these conversations. Works <laughs> 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 the whole content. Wait, wait, wait till you sell the company. Sorry. Well, yeah, you'll have to get your exit. <laughs> well, it's either that or I'm like success story number one. There you, you know? go. Oh, I like true. that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's 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 good. Then it's yes. like a miracle, you know. Then you're dialed in. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. That's really good. Okay, so... Uh, even even though it's your first business, you know you, you're just getting started. I, I, lo- I love it. I, I I really love your enthusiasm. You know, we talk about mistakes on this show because mm-hmm. Dave and I've well, I'm sure I've made more than Dave has. So, uh, <laughs> oh, but I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, because they teach us they teach us so much, and you know, especially when you look back on them, and you're like, oh man, you know, and now it, it changes your habits. You know, right? Is there something that you did or something that happened? Would you that you would say is your best mistake that stuck with you and taught you a valuable lesson? lesson as you built this business? I would say uh, the social media. The social media has been my nemesis since the beginning. I am one of those people who like doesn't even use my own personal Instagram. Like I'm just not a fan of like posting pictures of my meals and like posting pictures of what I'm doing every day. I'm just not good at it. I don't think to myself, oh, I got to get my phone out and start taking pictures. So, So the social media for playoff was really, really, really difficult for me. It was like, oh my God, I got to post something today. I got to make sure people like it. I got to find what are the right hashtags? What do I do? So eventually I said, you know what? 
forget it. I'm just going to pay a company, you know, a few hundred bucks a month to just kind of like come up with content to post and, and post, you know, a few times a week and have it kind of sustained that way. So I hired this company and I don't even remember the name of the company. This was like two years ago. And, um, they were, I think it was like three or 400 bucks a month. And I was like, all right, this is manageable for a little while. So I can kind of take a break from this. And they were going to post like they were going to make the the Instagram look a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. You know, it was like, all right, we're going to have kind of like a vibe to it. You've got your logos and your colors everywhere and it's going to look good and whatever. And I saw their first month's worth of posts sent to me, like in an email, like, here's what we're going to do. And I was like, Oh my God, it was like all stock photos of like models who are like not real athletes and like women, like playing basketball with their hair down in a sports bra and like, you know, against a guy, but this woman has clearly never played basketball in her life before. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is horrible. And I, and I, my biggest mistake was letting them go for two months, letting them do it for two months. Cause I signed a contract and I was like, well, let's just do it and see how it goes. It was so, so bad. I was, and I think I just realized that like playoff is, is cool. And playoff is important and valuable because of like the story. Playoff is important because like I'm an athlete. Playoff is important because not every athlete looks like a supermodel. Not every athlete has a six pack or is like super buff or a six five and two fifty. You know, like that's not yeah, that's great. And yeah, that's how a lot of NFL and NBA and major league baseball players look, but like that's not how every athlete looks. And you know, the tar while I would love to have, you know, NFL and NBA and MLB players, you know, join playoffs, that'd be awesome. Those are not traditionally the people who have a hard time dating. You know, like those, like those are not the people who need to use online dating to find somebody who they want to be with. Now, obviously I'm not turning those people away and I would love to market to those people. But when I think about like the real people who are going to benefit from this, it's like the people like me who played through high school, played a little, you know, played a little bit beyond that and then got a job and was not surrounded by athletes anymore. Like we were on our college campuses. You know, when I was in college, there's four or 500 athletes on our campus. And those are the only people I hang out with. You know, you're, yeah, and not, right. and not because I want to exclude everybody else, but because I see them Just the natural part of your life. Yeah. yeah. I see them walking to and from study hall and the dining hall and the weight room and the training room and, you know, our academic advisor's office and the gym, like it's all located in, in one space, you know? So it's like, those are the only people I interact with, um, because that's all the time I have in the day. And so I think, you know, being able to, to tell that story through social media and show real people and real athlete couples and, you know, an interview with somebody who's a real athlete on a real college campus saying, here's why I think playoff is cool. Um, and here's why I can't wait to meet other athletes near me or whatever that has become so much more valuable. So knowing that like, you know, the marketing of, and the social media piece is so powerful because it was real, you know? So the moment I took that like authenticity away, it was like, Oh, this is so stupid. (laughs) You know, people were like, who are these people that you're posting? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm done with them. You know, it was like very quickly. I was like, I have to erase all these and pretend it never happened. That's a great lesson. And and you can just hear in the way you describe it and the authenticity of what the, you know, what playoff is supposed to be and what it represent is it's not these flashy pictures of this or that. So that's a a great lesson. Uh, So I want to talk about the app for a minute too. uh, About finding success in the app store. I mean, what, what have you learned about creating it and then also, you know, getting it, uh, approved? Did you have any problems getting it approved and then getting it noticed on the the app store that just, you know, gazillions of apps. How did that, how does that work for you? So first of all, the approval process I thought was like, okay, so we, 
I think it was July of 2017 that I signed a contract with this developer. We were ready to go. Um, we were going to launch it by November or, November or December. And I was like, all right, great. This, this is like super quick. I know a lot of people who have like tried to create apps and it's taken way longer. So I was really excited about it. I think we were ready to go by like August or I'm sorry, October 1st. And we put our beta out there. Apple approve the app store approves the betas like immediately. They're like, Oh, we don't care. Cause this isn't live. You know, this isn't like, yeah, you can test right. your beta all you want. And I thought, okay, this is great. They approved it in like six hours. Um, and then we started testing it. You know, we fixed all the bugs we needed to fix. And then my developer was like, all right, ready, we're ready to go. We're going to submit to the app store. It took like two and a half months before oh, wow. it was approved to be live. And I, I think that was like such a shocking moment to me that I was like, oh, you have no control over this time frame. You know, like this is Apple is, is so enormous and they care so little about you right now because yeah, right. you're brand new. You're nobody, you know, and and so I was like, did they, they, did they reject pieces of it? Is that what took so long or, or did they just not get to it for two No, they were months? rejecting like, okay. Okay. They were rejecting. so they were engaged, just not happy. Yes. They were engaged, but they were also engaged like on their timeline. You know, it was kind of like, of course they oh. respond to you in three to five business days. So like on the fifth business day, they'd respond to you. And then I'd respond like 30 minutes later with a new version. And then five more <laughs> days later, they'd respond again, you know? So it was like, no, you, were, you tell a similar story. Yeah. 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 So it's it's like, and it was, it was difficult for me, but I, my, my developer was like, listen, I've done this before. You just got to kind of take a step back and, and realize that everything, like they were eager to get your beta out, but they didn't, because they didn't care because nobody was, you know, purchasing or, or downloading that app. Now that you want an app live in the app store, they're going to really focus on this and, and look at it with a fine tooth comb and like, be sure that this is something they want to put their name behind. Um, so honestly, I don't think two and a half months in the big scheme of things is, you know, the longest anyone's have to, had to wait. But because the beta was approved so quickly, I think I was convinced that that's how it was going to go. Um, so the approval process was definitely difficult. I am not sure I have figured out how to, you know, get it to the top of people's searches or, you know, figure out how for it to like really be successful, especially because, you know, like I said, my demographic is so specific that right. I don't even know, you know, I, I know reviews mean a lot. I know, I know five stars mean a lot and I know feedback means a lot, but I'm not sure, you know, if, if you put it at the top of somebody's list who types, you know, types in playoff, I know it's like, it's at the top of top of that list. It's right near like the college football playoff app or something, you know, so it, yeah. that's, that's a good thing. But I think, um, you know, in app downloads, it's definitely, I, I think I was reading something when I first launched playoff that was like 95% of apps, um, have less than a thousand downloads total, like in its life, oh, in, yeah. sure. in, li in their lifetime. Um, yeah. and so I think once I passed that, I was like, oh my God, you're really doing it. Like it's, it's really happening. Yeah. You know, people really want to be on this. And, you know, I started reaching out to almost everybody who downloaded, I would, I would reach out to them and say, thanks so much for downloading. You know, unfortunately we probably don't have a ton of people for you to swipe through who are near you, depending on where you are in the world. But you know, I'm working on it. I promise I am. And I'm sure you have a huge network of athletes yourself. So if you wouldn't mind sharing this link, like That's I would great. be so yeah. grateful. And the feedback from that is like amazing. People are like, Oh, I totally know that this is brand new. And I think this is amazing. I'll send this to everybody. Cool. So it's just kind of like, and then I get a lot of feedback that's like, oh, you're a fellow athlete. Like I'm, I'm down to support you. Like I'm ready to, you know, whatever you need to do, we need to support each other. And I love the idea. And even somebody who was, you know, convinced themselves they were able to be an entrepreneur after 
playing a sport for 20 years or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm willing to do whatever they need to do, you know, for me to help them. So that has been incredibly encouraging. That's really cool. Uh, Yeah, that's great. So, you know, uh, you've been able to really take action to make this stuff happen, which really kind of separates a lot of people that, that just talk about it. Right. Uh, And, and we love that, you know, we, we always would encourage action over, you know, taking too long to plan and talking and talking, you know, so given your success, getting the app, the app launch, starting this business, is there one action item you could tell our small business owner listeners, you know, that they could go do today to help their small business? Um, I think one of the first things I was super excited about was just like buying the LLC, like getting, getting the, like the name, having somebody create the logo. And like what I tell people, like friends of mine who, want to start kind of like I had a friend the other day who was talking about, you know, um, like creating tie dye clothes and like, you know, making these clothes and selling them to people and maybe putting them on like a, a site like Etsy or things like that. And I was like, you got to buy the, you, you got to go find the Instagram name, pick a, pick a name and make sure it's available on Instagram because like, that's where the marketing happens, you know, especially in like the, you know, like the fashion, the fashion world. Yeah. It's like, that, that's where all that happens. So I think when I was coming up with a name, with a name for playoff, that was probably like a one month long thing. It was like, and it was so funny. Cause I was like showing up to my parents' house, like every few days. And I was like, what about game on? What about, <laughs> what about home run? What about touchdown? Or like, I was like, I was shouting out the most ridiculous names and it was like, and That's I think, once, do it. I know. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think once I settled on the name, it was like, now I got to make sure it's available on every, on every platform. Yeah. I got to make sure like the domain is there. And I think once I committed to, you know, a logo and the Instagram and like the domain name, it was like, all right, like now you got to work, you know, now you got to, this is, that was the easy part, you know, but it was also the part that it made it feel very real. It was like, Oh, wow, you have a website, you have an Instagram, you have a logo, like this is really going to happen. And this was all before the app was ever, had even started to be developed. Like I had hired the guy, but like none of the app was created yet. I was like, posting pictures of like my friends who were athlete couples, like coming soon, you're going to be able to meet your, <laughs> your person, you know? So it was like, I really had to put my money where my mouth was at that point. Like, all right, it's going to come, but you got to really prove it, you know? Yeah. And, and having all those different names and ideas is the way to go because there's nothing worse than getting locked into something and then finding out it's our, you know, it's being used for right. something else or similar. And right. I mean, we've, I've had that happen a number of times. So, so yeah, I think you're, you're definitely doing it the right way. And even to um, like look around and, and, and start having these ideas, I think to myself, everything I come up with is going to be taken. You know what I mean? Like you convince yourself that there's yeah. no way there's, you know, in 2020 that anything hasn't come up with, it hasn't been come up, right. come up with yet, you know? Yeah, it's it's great. It, it it's a great story, and I, I'm really you know I'm really thankful that you share it with us today because I, I just love the progression of where you took it because you know lots of people are like hey are you really going to be professional a- athlete is that uh, right. realistic you know I have a, right. and and but you picked out the pieces of it that help are going to help you and are helping you now succeed right. beyond that that uh, you know sphere which which I love it and it's awesome and and just listening to the enthusiasm and on authenticity in your voice is great. It inspires me and I know it inspires everybody else. And I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing with us today. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you and to learn more about Playoff? Yeah. So you can find Playoff on Instagram. It's at Playoff Dating App. Uh, And you can also find me personally. Um, You can reach out to me via email. It's Amanda at PlayoffDatingApp.com. That's awesome. 
That's great. Uh, we wish you all the best. Definitely keep in touch so you can check in and we can see how you're doing and uh, let us know when the wedding happens. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank absolutely. you again. We really appreciate, we really thank appreciate you having, for having you. Thank you having me. It was a blast. I appreciate yeah. it. You bet. Man, when she goes to pitch her her Series A or Angel Round or whatever, when she goes to pitch to investors, they're like that enthusiasm that we just heard for whatever, 35 minutes, like straight like a fire hose is what's going to get that company and really her funded that this is yeah she's yeah, she's she, rocking she's, she's yep. the product right now right she's yeah. the business and and she tells it so well yep and you know that uh you could just hear her kind of ramping up especially when she started talking about the demographic about you know uh not everybody is a you know whatever professional this or that but they had this experience through college and and then when also when she talked about her experience leaving and then not having that big circle uh, of people surrounding you that you had the, this big dating pool. And that's the that key right a, there. It, yeah, that's why, like she knows why this app is necessary. And, yes. and of course she yes. built it for herself first. Right. But, right. but that like it, for anybody out there creating a business, you need to know the answer to that question. Why Why does someone else need what I'm building here? And if you right. know that in your core, well, then you can sort of build around that, which is exactly what she did. So, yeah. That's great. And, great. I, and I love, you know, if you have an idea, concept, or you've built, you've taken action, already done it, getting out there and talking to people like Dave and I is a great way to refine your pitch and to get it and to get some feedback. You know, we, we talked to Amanda a little bit after we disconnected and said, Hey, this was great. And this really resonated and hit home. And, and uh, you know, we're all about building each other up here on the small business show. If you want to come on and tell your story, let us know feedback at businessshow.co. We would love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear from you with a five-star review on the podcast directory of your choice, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, Just go to, you can also just go to businessshow.co slash reviews and that'll uh, redirect you over to the Apple podcast directory and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what we got for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Like Shannon said, please thank you for your review and uh, keep living that charmed life. We'll see you next time.